Welcome to the Bald Move TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. Uh, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are part of the Bald Move Network. You can find everything we do at baldmove.com. I believe you have some stuff to talk about up front. Uh, just this is the last week. You only have a couple days left till the 19th to get into our Kindle Fire contest. You can find more about how to win a free Kindle Fire at baldmove.com slash contest. Yeah, definitely go to that page. Uh, because I think some people are messing up the contest entries that they're trying to send in. Uh, it's, it's not all about iTunes reviews on this contest. So No, you can. You can do that, though. Yeah, you can do that, but that's not all you have to do. There's stuff on the contest oh, page, yeah, yeah, yeah. so go there and read it. Yeah, you have to actually tell us you did it. Yeah, We're yeah. not, like, trolling the iTunes reviews and... We're not going to search the entire internet. No. For our Just a tiny fraction of what you tell us to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, that's it on that. Do you have anything else to talk about, or I do not. should we get to the shows? Okay, let's get to the shows. Uh, let's talk about the Americans first. How about that? Okay, sure. I just finished watching episode three. All right. I'm one episode ahead of you. But oh, you I bastard. Think episode three is where the show kind of turned the corner from, yeah, I'm interested in this, uh-huh. to like, okay, I'm on board. For sure. And you want to know why? Because Margot Martindale? <laughs> yeah, completely. She's awesome. Although I have to say there were a lot of other things in this episode that made me go, okay, I'm going to be interested in this show for a while. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just her. Right. Uh, but she – you you I think you tweeted me or something the other night and said that she was a beast yeah. on, on the show. Yeah. Uh, and in everything she's in, and you're, you're absolutely right. I don't know what it is about this lady. She seems like this nice motherly woman type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's kind of similar to Kathy Bates in this regard, yeah. where she seems like that, and then on a dime, she can flip it and become the most menacing, scary person you've ever seen. Yeah, like she would end you. <laughs> yeah. She would end your life. Without thinking about it, without yeah. caring. I mean, that was so great about her character in Justified, and I'm not going to say anything more about it because I don't want to spoil Justified Season 2, one of the mm-hmm. best pure TV-watching experience you can ever have. And don't bother with season, season 1. You don't really need it. If you want Season 1 after you're caught up with Season 2, 3, and 4, go back and see it for background. But mm-hmm. just start on Season 2, Episode 1. That is amazing, and Margot is a big part of why that is one of the greatest television seasons of all time. Yeah. Um, so in this, she's playing what we eventually come to realize is the new kind of spy master for the Americans, the mm-hmm. uh, Russian operatives living here in the United States. And, you know, she made – I thought her entrance where she was kind of all dolled up and matronly. And she's yeah, the coffee shop. She's giving this guy a compliment about his child. But uh-huh. there's still just something off about it. Yeah. And he knew it, and we as a viewer knew it. Oh, of course we know it. You see Marco Martindale sitting at a table. Yeah. You know she's not just there for the scenery. Yeah. And as soon as she got involved in the 
uh, resolution of the former spy master, who I can't remember his name's uh, secret wife. Uh, Robert, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. His secret wife in Philly and secret uh, family. You knew. I just didn't know how bad it was going to be. Yeah. I was like, are we going to see a baby in a dumpster? <laughs> uh, are we going to – turns out no. Uh, yeah. The baby ends up in some shithole in Russia. With the, her grandparents. The and, and, yeah, parents. Yeah. Uh, grandparents and uh, his secret wife end up being secret killed. Yeah, was that supposed to look like an accident? Because yeah, yeah, oh, was for it? sure. Yeah, she was supposed, supposed to look like, like, like she overdosed a heroin overdose. Yeah, I, I just when I saw the episode, um, it looked like there was a little bit elaborate for you know a heroin deal. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't understand the concept of shooting up in your car. I'm sure there, it be, seems like there I'm sure are it's one of the many th- places that one shoots up. Yeah, but there are a lot of bad places to shoot up, and the car is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess junkies don't really think about where they're shooting up before they shoot yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, can you operate a motor, uh, mo- uh, you oh, know, machinery no. on heroin? You can operate a shovel on heroin. You can. <laughs> yeah, that's about the heaviest uh, it gets. That's only on crystal meth. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Uh, what? So what's uh, you mentioned the other part that grabbed you? What's the other part that grabbed you? The other part that grabbed me is the setting. I really love this being set in the eighties, and their attention to period details kind yes. of ridiculous. Well, you got all the cars, level. right? You got yep. all the cars there. You've got the the techniques are what really got me. Yeah, like there there aren't cell phones running around. There, this is not the wire where people are doing high tech shit, spying on other people. Uh-huh. It's like true. Cold War era spying stuff. Yeah, I like, love like it. You got to make a, if you're electronically eavesdropping on somebody, you got to make a visit to the drop point every day to get the real, the real magnetic tape. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, you just don't see that on shows anymore. Now it's all very, very high tech. Yeah, and that's kind of lost on me. I'm like, yeah, there's nowhere to run because we have everything covered with these high tech cameras and audio recorders and everything. Right, just feels a lot more. Uh, gritty. Yeah, you got to have a lot more human intelligence. Yeah, it's not like at twenty four where you can just uh, you have a spy satellite pan yeah. over Greater LA and just keep on panning until you see the guy that's you know. Yeah, but yeah, I like that about it too. I'm trying to figure out if which episode you have and have not seen because they okay. all kind of like I just know three is the first appearance of Margot Martindale, but I'm not sure what else is going down. So I'm gonna let you lead the discussion. Because I don't want to spoil you. Oh, I don't care about spoilers. Have you gotten to the episode where we meet? Uh, yeah, because that's the dude that helped um, the uh, the black gentleman that helped. Uh, Are you talking about what is his name? Eddie or something? Yeah, that was her former lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe uh-huh. even current lover that she kind of broke up with. Yeah, that's where we met him because she's trying to make the. So it's weird. So it seems like she was on board with making their marriage work. Yeah, but by telling this guy, he went and then, you know, tweaked the nuts of the husband. I'm terrible yeah. at people's names. I just realized I don't know any of these people's names. <laughs> yeah, we just started watching it. Um, we'll there. I want to say her name's Carrie, but is that just because that's her real name? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that like, I I I feel like. I don't know. I can't even think about what I'm. I, I'm, I'm having okay. trouble articulating what I'm. What I was going to say. I'm so shaken now. Yeah, I'm trying to cover television names. show. I don't even know the names of people. Yeah, weird. shocking. Uh, well, it's we're new to it, so I'll let you slide this time. Okay. 
Um, the other thing I really like about it, uh, the FBI interactions, like within mm. the FBI. Um, the guy who plays General Walking Dead, I don't know his actual real name or his name on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the the tall, white-haired FBI yeah. guy who lives next door to the spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was playing racquetball in this episode. Uh, I really like his boss. I think his boss is a total asshole right. in a lot of ways. Well, you know, that's John Boy from the fucking Waltons. I didn't see that show. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, but the thing I like about him is that, yeah, he may be an asshole, but he's actually the smart one in this operation. And yeah, you don't see that with uh, a ton of bosses on TV. Sometimes the bosses of the main characters are dunces. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy knew what he was doing. Like when they say, okay, we need to go pick this girl up and bring her in for questioning. He's like, no, no, no. We can do that anytime. At any mm-hmm. point, we can do that. What we can't do is take that back. Right. So let's follow her, and what she leads us to is going to be far more interesting. That's true. That makes a ton of sense. Also, I thought it was – he's talking about the old school methods is, you know, when they first found out that they had to find this guy and, you know, the dead body, mm-hmm. who he later realizes, you know, this guy's uh, – Wife's the the whoever is a wife was on the lamb that ends up dead of a heroin overdose. <laughs> yeah, there's a husband. He's like uh, get contact all the BMVs around the country, have them approve overtime. <laughs> yeah, work around the clock to click the the sort through driver's license pictures. And I, I first my first reaction was like, what the fuck the FBI can just order millions of dollars of overtime uh, at you know yeah. in the blink of the yeah. eye. And number two, wow. No computers. No computers No database at all. for this. No. Yeah. You just had to manually sift through pictures. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm surprised they found him, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I wonder if – is that – I wonder how much research that they actually put into this show, if that's how they actually did stuff like that or if that's just how they're trying to think yeah. of, you know. I assume it's how they actually did it. I mean, yeah. how else would you do it back then? Uh, the other thing that I really liked and kind just of wouldn't I would I just give up <laughs> give up that's why you're not part of the FBI yeah anytime I so hear, I'm glad you're not part of the anytime FBI anytime I hear about some of this mind numbing detail yeah uh, like I was just joking with one of the business analysts at work today because um, she was t- talking about she's taken off and she's got 500 pages of implementation guidelines from the government for this particular oh, medical record to she's just some light reading I'm like. So how do you psych yourself up for that? Do you, like, do three lines of Coke and a bowl of crystal of meth and, like, yeah, I'm ready to abstract some data requirements because <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. My brain literally will say, fuck you. I refuse to work if I – like, on page two of something like that. Yeah. It's brutal. So There like, are people that, who are compatible with that. That kind of mind-numbing, just sorting through stacks of stuff to find a needle in the haystack, I'd be a terrible secret agent. I'd be a terrible agent or counter agent. Yeah. Well – uh, like I said, I'm glad you're not part of the FBI. Me too. Because the country would be less safe. Yes. <laughs> Our guard would be permanently down. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, so those are the things that I like about the show. Anything you don't like about the show? Um, I thought it was going to be a little cheesy when it started, but my... Uh, you mean when they showed the air of the night? <laughs> the what? When they played the air of the night over the love scene, Phil Collins. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. Hell? That was totally ridiculous. Uh, no, but I my fears there have kind of been assuaged a little bit. So I don't like Carrie Russell. Uh, why? Why don't, I don't you like I her? It's her face. You don't like her face. Something about it, man, because she's the. I feel like she's the worst part of this show. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
I don't know. I'm, but I never saw Felicity. I have no idea what the hell that's about. I know a lot of people yeah. are gaga for that. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't. Somehow, I just don't buy her. I don't know. I don't know what to make of a relationship with her husband. I don't know what to make mm-hmm. with a relationship with her kids. It was, you know, the whole piercing. Like, who wakes up their preteen daughter in the middle of the night to pierce their ears <laughs> with a needle? Yeah, that's weird. Is that like a rite of passage that women go through? Kind of. Point, I, think so. I will say, like I do on a daily basis, thank God I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> my mom came in to pierce my ears at 3 o'clock in the morning. Horrification. Yeah, my mom did that anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter that I was a dude. <laughs> yeah, she always wanted a little girl. Yeah. And you're the prettiest one. You're the prettiest of boys, so she picked you. Yeah. My brother has longer hair, though, so I'm confused. <laughs> well, that's not, that's a recent over. Uh, uh, true, true. Deal. All right. Well, how about we move on to another show? All right. I asked, because we kind of had um, a wild hair to do a little lighter note segment. I want to talk about guilty pleasures on television. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I asked people on Facebook, and we got, like, a shitload of responses in a surprisingly short amount of time. Hmm. I just want an excuse to talk about Dual Survivor because I'm in – You love this From show. the time I got back on vacation, I watched, like, two or three sh- episodes down there because we had some time to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the, so I went to the Bahamas, and they were voting on whether to allow national gambling. Okay. And so they couldn't sell booze for an entire day on these islands. Because it was voting day? Yeah. And my girlfriend oh. and I were like, what the fuck are you supposed to do in the Bahamas if you can't buy rum? <laughs> so we watched uh, at night. We were like, uh, you know, 8 o'clock. We're like, okay, we're not tired yet. Can't drink. So we watched uh, Discovery, and I saw these guys there. So there's this hulking, like, white version of a Native American yeah, that's going yeah. around barefoot everywhere, and mm-hmm. he's got long braided hair and like medicine man shit around his neck. Always wear shorts, even Always in like the Arctic shorts. tundra, and barefoot. I finally yeah. saw him wear something on his feet. I did too when he was like knee deep in snow. Yeah, up in the Colorado yeah. mountains, he was, but he wasn't wearing shoes. He was wearing like. He tried to make like, galoshes or something, these these massive, like, snowshoes. Oh, out of tree branches? Yeah, but that before, didn't work. But before that, he was wearing, like, it looked like shower caps on his feet with <laughs> leggings. Yeah. yeah, he made, like, some lambskin foot covering. He's, yeah, he's still not going to wear boots. He's gonna, no. Yeah, but nah, um, so he's walking around barefoot in all terrain, mm-hmm. and he's with this gun nut spor- former Special Forces uh, guy named Joe Teddy, yep. Ted-Eye. Um, who then they've got this totally opposite approach. Um, like it's, they almost fight the, the same battle every week. So, uh, Cody, the hippie Indian guy, and they all look like they've abused steroids all their life. Like they're yeah, WWF yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> Cody's always wanting to get food, shelter, and water. And Joe's always about force projection, which is basically forming force? a crude weapon. He okay. he might freeze to death. He might die of dehydration. Yeah. But God damn it, he will always have some kind of makeshift spear on him. It's a good thing Cody is there because the other guy would be dead. Because you need water. Like that's the first thing yes. they tell you to get, right? I Find like, water. I feel like Cody's the dad and Joe's the bo- the teenage son. He's always wanting to run off and mm. kill something. And J- and Cody's always got to build the house. Cody's always got to build the fire. Because <laughs> uh, that's the other thing about Cody he can make fire from a bucket of water and an icicle. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him make fire out of everything. It is crazy. And, like, the last night I watched him, he made this thing called, like, a fire pump. 
firebomb. Which it has like okay, a... Okay, I'm intrigued. It's, it's this thing where he moves this thing up and down. Where and can I buy it? <laughs> no, he built it. And it's got like some twisted cable up. So it, it, it basically, every time he moves the stick up, it, it drills it one way. And he moves it down, it drills another. And he also has got oh. this big, like massive log at the end that makes like a flywheel. Uh-huh. So... It's like doing half the work for him. Yeah. It was um, unbelievable. That's incredible. It seems like overkill, frankly. Yeah. But it's like I've seen him make fire ten different ways. It's it's, it's crazy. They One time uh, they had a flashlight with him, and they busted open the bulb, uh, yeah. keeping the filament intact, which was Big crazy Big props hard. from Joe because he's just sitting there with the knife just yeah. tapping it like a thousand times against a rock until it shatters. Yeah. And apparently those things get like three to 5,000 degrees. Yeah. Not for very long because they're going yeah. to burst since they're uh, exposed to oxygen. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they started a fire with that. So they started a fire with that. That's crazy. Um, I saw them escape from a cave in the dark. I mean, it's like, there's like just great. It's... I saw them almost get into a brawl over staying in that tree. Yeah. Like there was a hollowed out tree that apparently bats had lived in or something. And, and Cody's uh, like, I'm not going to in there. It's a disease cave. Yeah. He, and, he made it sound like the Ebola virus originated in that tree. <laughs> right, right. And it's weird because they sometimes – I'm pretty sure I've seen Cody wanting to stay in a tree and Joe saying it's bullshit for some reason. Ah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, they have these funny fights all the time. Um, and they also – my favorite part is, like, every time they lay down at night mm-hmm. um, because they're surviving until they get found. Um, they have these bizarre conversations. Like, one episode, Joe asked him, like, if I died, would you eat me? Yeah. And Cody's like, oh, I don't know. Turn around. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'd start on those well-developed buttocks. <laughs> and he was just intentionally, because Joe is kind of like, kind of borderline homophobic. Oh, is he? And I think Cody don't give a fuck. Yeah. So he's all like, well, I can't start a fire. We're going to have to cuddle tonight, Joe. we going to have to use body heat to keep her warm. <laughs> Joe's like, I don't get down like that, brother. <laughs> it's awesome. A, it's great. But yeah, it's a pretty good show. That's my favorite, and I haven't seen them all, but I've seen like 12 of them. I hear... On Facebook, that they actually had a different special forces dude. Um, oh. That yeah. So Scott Crawford said they used to have this guy called Dave Canterbury, but they found out that they he was lying about his special forces experience, so they kicked him out the show. Dope. That happens all the time. Yeah. Like my rule of thumb: if someone's bragging about being a special forces guy, he's probably not. Yeah, because the real ones wouldn't brag. I've only known one legit like a Navy SEAL, mm. and I knew him 18 months before I found out he was a Navy SEAL, and it was disclosed by a third party, and he was kind of embarrassed about the whole deal. Huh. But wow. really cool dude. He yeah. actually is running a uh, distillery up in northern Indiana right now. Oh, cool. Uh, anyway, um, what's your guilty TV pleasure, Jim? My guiltiest, well, okay, not the guiltiest. My absolute guiltiest is Pawn Stars. <laughs> I, I fucking hate that I like to watch that show. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. Uh, but it's, you know, they go, they bring in interesting objects, A, and B, they tell a little bit about the history behind them. And I'm a sucker for that, like, very layman history stuff. Because I remember when you were you, we were living together, like, I'd come downstairs and be watching, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're watching this? And five yeah. minutes later, I'm totally hooked. Oh, yeah, man. And, like, I, addictive. I don't seek it out, mm-hmm. but if you're, like, in the middle of a marathon and you're sick that day, you're not watching anything else. Yeah. That's so that's guiltiest. That's my guiltiest. My guilty pleasure that I would actually defend as not being such a guilty pleasure is Deadliest Catch. <laughs> the guiltiest catch. <laughs> Guiltiest catch. <laughs> Have you seen this show? Oh, hell yeah. All right. I was all about the first two seasons. But Dude, I can't believe the lives those people lead uh-huh. on the seas. I thought 
when I saw Deadliest Catch, it was going to be some dudes with, like, big-ass fishing poles hanging off the back of a boat, like I see on Discovery Channel or whatever. Right. No. Well, this is on Discovery, too. <laughs> yeah. But it is crazy. Like, they are slinging 1,000-pound crab pots, which is, like, these big cages mm-hmm. that they drop to the bottom of the ocean for days, let them scoop up all the crabs, uh, and then they pull them up. Thousands of pounds just swinging around in the air above their heads while they're floating on 20, 30-foot waves on these massive boats. It's crazy. And it's freezing cold all the time, by the way. Yeah, too. it's like negative 20 degrees like at the you worst. You can see the pots are all freezing up. Yep. And they get every, like, like, every day they'll have to go out and do eight hours of ice breaking on the boats yep. during the winter. Yep. Insane. Uh, and it's not only dangerous, but people actually die on this oh, yeah. show. Like. Usually, I'm not kidding. Somebody that not I don't. Boats has anyone go ever, under. Has anyone ever died on camera? Because I don't think anyone died on camera. Or but, if they did, they didn't show it. But people working in those boats on another on another boat in that particular season, that particular region, I know that they've died. Yes, and they've interviewed the people, and they're all somber about it. Yeah, it's not. I'm just blown away by the lives of those people and yeah. and how they they continue to do it. Yeah. Year after year. That's a good one. I really like the first season because that's the one thing I kind of stopped watching it because they used to have it. It was um, like a race. To see who could get the most so crab. So, like, say, like, you could catch a million pounds of crab. Yeah. You could catch a million pounds of crab or ten guys could catch 100,000 p- pounds of crab There was an overall each. season quota and for everyone. And there was some strategy, like, towards the end, do you want to stay to fill up your boat to the gills and uh-huh. risk going back and, like, oh, season's over. You don't get paid for any of that stuff, or do you want yeah. to go back half empty? Um, but now it's like everybody gets a quota based on their boat size and what they did the yeah. previous year. They own a share of the quota. Yeah, it's not yes. as much of a gold rush type of thing. Yeah, I which I was that, disappointed, and I thought, okay, the show's really going to go downhill. But honestly, it didn't. Um, one of the things that I really appreciated about it is they showed what they call the newbies. Uh, they call them greenhorns. Yep. Uh and it, it showed, like, the life of a greenhorn from the day he started and boarded that boat until, like, five years, six years later when he's no longer a greenhorn. He's now got a full share on the boat. And it showed what his life was like in adapting to these crazy conditions. Right. And it was it was insane. <laughs> I, I know that I could not do that. You no. don't. You couldn't be part of the FBI. I could not be on a fishing boat. Well, they also, they don't get any sleep. Yeah. They stay up for 48, 72 hours at a time. It's like it's amazing more people don't die and get maimed. Yeah, completely. Uh, so that's my second guiltiest pleasure. So going through the thread, we see uh, Jill Johnson mentioned Survivor. Well, they're on like 20th season now. They are. I watched the first two or three, and I, you know, I, I couldn't keep they're, up with it. Now they're on Survivor New York City. It's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, completely different show. Uh, several people actually said that. Um, Kevin Prez said he gets down to sci-fi's Being Human and the CW's Arrow, which is actually a Green hmm. Arrow uh, TV show. Green Arrow? Yeah, is he like some his, obscure comic character? He's not that obscure. He's, he's pretty part obscure. Of the Justice League. <laughs> what? Yeah. What am I he's thinking like, of? The like, Green Hornet. No, he's like the DC's version of Hawkeye. Ah. Uh, Eric Collins... Uh, Watches Gold Rush and Bering Sea Gold. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, love them. Bering love Sea em. Gold is pretty badass. Uh, I haven't seen Bering Sea Gold. I love Gold Rush, though. Gold Rush Alaska? 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, Barrington Gold is a lot like the uh, Deadliest Catch, only with gold instead of and shittier boats. <laughs> like some yeah. of these boats can only be called boats in the sense that they float. It's like a giant steel platform with a backhoe strapped to it. Yeah, like that's why I was wondering because I thought those were like literal platforms, like they didn't move. No, they like, kind they, of like oil drills. They actually move. They can move in and out, and they do because of the weather. Wow. Um, have you have you are you familiar with Restaurant Impossible? That's, yeah, oh, that's really? where that super jack dude goes in and rips out your guts uh, in your restaurant and restores it. That's John D's. Um, you're like the reality king. I forget that. Uh, I actually don't watch a ton of that, but I've seen it on, and I know who that dude is. Uh, see, Supernatural. Have you watched any of that? No. I know um, uh, Michael Brewer, Mad Brew, likes that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what RHAP is. RHAP? Jason P said, I didn't know how many RHAP listeners also listen to Bald Move. Um, I have no idea what he's talking about there. I wish I did. Uh, Dan, are you familiar with Dance Moms? I've heard the name. It sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> there is a a uh, link to their Facebook site. It looks kind of like Toddlers of Tierras, only it's from... Oh, God. It's like the mom's point of view. Like the oh, moms no. that got their kids in these crazy things. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? You will dance. Buck Wild? You will make me money. What the fuck could Buck Wild... Drew Hassini says Buck Wild... Uh, it's, it sounds to me, I have no idea, I've never heard of it, but it sounds to me like it's got, it's uh, a Bam Margera spinoff show. <laughs> I gotta think it's something about hunting deer. Probably. It's probably, probably on the probably outdoor right. network or something. Yep. Um, let's see, what else? Cynthia Brooke mentioned Celebrity Apprentice. Sure, sure. Um, uh, Adam Carolla was on that. Pin Gillette was on that. Oh, that was a great season. I didn't see it. And I also, well, I felt like I did because I listened to Adam Carolla's podcast and yeah. he always did exit interviews where they'd like... Bitch, they talk shit about the people they didn't like and say yeah. how it really went Did down. Did anybody talk shit about Trump? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. That wouldn't be wise. No, he'd probably end up dead. Uh, and I mentioned Storage Wars. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a good yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to cherry pick anything else. I mentioned Jersey Shore. I used to really like Oh, God. And we talked about the difference between hate watching and like guilty pleasure. What is the difference? Like so, hate watching. I I hate watch the Jersey Shore. Yeah, it's aggressively stupid. I wanted those people to suffer and fail, and I laughed at them when they did. So if they had not been suffering and failing on the show, you wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, like if they suddenly started making money and uh-huh. living successful lives and getting stable uh, uh, girlfriends and boyfriends, I would have either been bored or outraged. Okay, that their stupid lifestyle had paid off. Um, but then it got kind of boring and stupid, so I quit wa- quit watching that. Um, I can't go through this whole thread. <laughs> it looks like Why I got not? most of them, though. We got plenty of time. It looks like I hooked uh, James Kuby Q- uh, or Cubby. I think it's Kuby. Uh, got him hooked on uh, Dual Survivor. So awesome. Nice. Uh, and Grim. Have you seen Grim? I've seen a couple episodes of Grim. Joseph Ellis uh, no. is the first guy he mentioned that. That's the Grimm's Fairy Tales retold. Right? Yeah, but it's like weird because like a Grimm is kind of like a werewolf, except for it's a were anything. Like you okay. have a Grimm that's a badger, a Grimm that's a rabbit, or a Grimm that's a rat. And a you, stoplight. Can and it, you get all go that the, far? You get all the powers and abilities of that whatever your weird animal is. Yeah, a were Honda. Can, can I be? <laughs> no, oh, I think okay. it has to be. It can't be mineral or vegetable. It's got to be animal. <laughs> Okay. It could be a were ferret. <laughs> yeah. A grim ferret. 
Um, okay, so that was a nice, fun little interlude. Um, yeah. If you're looking for some trashy TV, I hope that uh, kept your pipelines uh, filled. Speaking of trashy TV, shall we talk girls? Yeah, let's talk about girls. Whoo! Bring some thunder on girls. So, first off, would you let Adam bareback you? <laughs> well, A, no. And B, no. <laughs> Everyone in this show, no, I've yet to see anyone so much as mention a condom. Uh, I, no, didn't Marnie, when uh, Elijah was all over her, didn't he grab a condom? Maybe. I think he might have. Okay, but that's like, you know, uh, fucking, uh, what's the, what's the, the art gallery, dude? Oh, uh, Booth. Booth? Uh. Booth bareback Marnie. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Charlie barebacked Marnie this episode, uh-huh. unless he just goes around with a condom on his dick at all times. <laughs> uh, Adam was, it's like, I, I get that you're worried about being pregnant, but look at Adam. Yeah. Adam looks like the type of guy who might've fucked an animal at one point. <laughs> sure. You might sure. want to, you've only known him a week. You might want to, until you get both get tested and yeah. love up. Yeah. You'd think so. And, and Charlie, what's his excuse? He knows like Booth, Jonathan, is another one of those dudes that you, he's had to plow hundreds of women. If he doesn't have by reputation, if yeah. If he doesn't have at least herpes, I'd be surprised. Shocked. Someone in the show in season three is going to get herpes, right? I would assume you can't have this they, much unprotected sex and not get something you can't shake. Like you're going to get the yeah. herp or the hiv. I would and think so. And yep. it's not going to be good. No, probably not. Is that enough thunder? What do you got? That's a that's some thunder. I mean. I, I gotta say, this show finally got funny again. There's a yeah. Everything so, that happened to Hannah, I thought was hilarious. Oh God, I couldn't stand to watch her with that Q-tip because I knew, I knew she was going to go too far with her fucking OCD. You know what's super brutal? <sighs> Watching her scoot her ass along that wood floor yeah. the second time when you know it's going to get splinter. that splinter. And the first Horrific. time I was watching, I'm like, she's going to. That's how you get splinters. Yeah, you don't Bam. slide around wood floors, man. I know. Uh, I was less concerned. I didn't even think about the condom stuff that you're talking about. <laughs> but when when they got it on the first time, it's like Adam's kind of letting her take the lead and do her uh, thing because it's brand new. And then it's nice. I like how clear you are about things. Yeah. And then the second time, he's a little too clear about things. <laughs> Well, we need to talk about that. I'd like to save that for last because okay. that's going to be a lengthy discussion. How um, about Shoshana? Shoshana's at this party, kind of flirting with everybody. She uh, really is. She is. And apparently it's because she feels guilty about what she did with that dude and cheated well, on Ray. She manifestly felt guilty when Ray was being sweet to her. Yeah. But then he went to the party and it was such a fucking dick. I mean, obviously jealous of his friend's success and, yeah. you know, all this other crap. And, and he's like, yeah, what are you going to do? It's Ray. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's Ray. And he thought she was being offended. And, no, she was actually just kind of putting two together that he's never going to change. Yeah. Like, if she's going to love him, it's going to be on his terms. <laughs> and he's always going to be like this. He's never going to get anywhere because that kind of attitude kind of holds you back. Oh, completely. Like if he you, doesn't want to succeed. Yeah, if you think life's a zero sum game that's always stacked against you and you got to be a, a you got to be a sellout tool to get anywhere, you're never going to get anywhere. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. 
Um, I'm. Yeah, she's. I. I don't know what to do about her because she's so f- young. This is her yeah, first yeah. boyfriend. She's had sex with. Obviously, that's a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't take it. I didn't know that she actually fucked a door dude, but apparently she did. Oh yeah, it was I implied. They just made out. Oh really? Nah, I thought it was implied. Huh. I'm a little slow on the uptake, but she at least okay. held his hand. We know that much. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point of that? If you're gonna come clean. Come all the That's way clean. Common. Like I, I troll the That's Reddit. That's so fucking stupid. Because you're just gonna get eaten up by it again. Yeah, but people like she's not gonna feel better about this. I know. That's a cycle people get into. And then I, I, I troll the Reddit relationships thread a lot. It happens every day. It's like you know, a person comes through with a minor confession. It's just a tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And then they like they get a little bit of relief. It's kind of like they're testing the waters. Well, they're mad at me. This okay. Well, we we actually kissed. Okay. Uh, actually, we fucked. We fucked like ten times. Yeah, on no your condoms, bed, on your be- bed with you know, and it was your mother. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of stuff. It's Horrific. you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would ever believe a lover that came to me and confessed some horseshit thing like I just kissed a dude at a party when I was drunk. Yeah. I'm like, no. Then you why are we him, even right? talking about it? Yeah, give him a blowjob. What's there's got to be something more. <laughs> I married him. All right. Yeah. Are you pregnant? You know, it's like how 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 far does this rabbit hole go? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of lame. Uh, why is Charlie back with Marnie, or at least fucking Marnie on his desk? Especially after that display she put on. What's your read with on Kanye the display? Stronger. It was not good. I don't. She, I don't know what she was thinking. Like that's yeah. kind of becoming almost a pop, like a female folk singer cliche to do an ironic rendition of a rapper. Yeah. Um, but just everything she did was gross. Like she changed it to "I'll be your white Kate Moss tonight." Yeah. Play secretary. You're the, she obviously talking to Charlie. Yeah, creepy. I didn't even think she sounded that great. I thought no, she sounded I didn't good the week before. Yeah, but I thought last night or the the, the last week's episode, she sounded. I thought they were doing reedy. that on purpose. Actually. Oh, maybe she was nervous and was changing yeah. her vocal qualities. Yeah, but how humiliating. And then Charlie, I thought, I mean, dragging her to the office, like, what is it? Do you need money? Do you need mental help? What's your problem? I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm getting down with this. But then. He's the know, one who this, needs mental help. Yeah, this is the same girl who won't look you in the eye when you're having sex with her, who doesn't want yeah. your face close to, you know. And has treated you like garbage until you were successful. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You you know what this girl's about. Why yeah. are you even It sounds like she's already destroyed one this. relationship of yours because you couldn't get over her. And yep. then you went up to kiss her, and she confessed that she was doing booth. And you said she was never going to get any of this. Yep. But she did. She got uh, it all. I mean, I feel like it's realistic. I've known guys who've done this. I've thankfully never been the guy who's done this, but I... I I feel like a lot of this show is unfortunately realistic. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you were talking about with the confessions, like we're talking about with Hannah's OCD. I mean, a lot of it is realistic. is, Is the lack of... Condom is, is is a lack of condom use that prevalent among mid twenty somethings nowadays? I guess I don't know. I'm not a mid twenty something. I know me either. <laughs> I mean, I just it just blows my mind. It's almost like does, are people just not afraid of uh, getting diseases or, or or pregnant anymore? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Or are dudes not afraid to knock women up? <laughs> like uh, I would be. I was like, dudes, like, are you on the pill? She's like, yes. Ah, oh, it's like you're worth a lot of money, man. <laughs> 
uh, are you so sure that the girl's not like saying, "Yo, yeah, I'm on the pill." Yeah, and I'm gonna come back to you nine months later. Uh, everybody's raw dogs it up, apparently. Yep. Uh, what raw else we gotta ride. talk about? We got basically Adam and the new girl, right? Yeah. So, do you think Adam? What is he doing in this relationship? Is he just trying to be Adam, or is he trying to? I think this ruin is this the thing flip side of after meeting Hannah again. Flip side of Hannah's relationship with the one man's trash dude oh yeah yeah this was a fairly normal girl she's conventionally attractive Mm -hmm. um she's got conventional girl tastes about things like sex and going to parties and adam is not that dude but (laughs) he might find that attractive but as the night wears on he sees how judgy her his friend her friends are of him and he's like you know am i really going to be nice like she doesn't want to even be on top Mm-hmm. Um, she's got all these kind of like you know we had this like rules negotiation before sex. Um, then he he ran into Hannah. Yeah, I think that was the thing that tipped it. Is is bad news? And yep. then that's when I feel like the night changed because then he goes in, he's like, I want a drink, and she's like, Are you sure? And I thought it was the kid thing, right? I mean, the same thing that Hannah felt when he said that. I think he felt too, and he went in there and he tried to relive it. Yeah. Like, he tried to get a little crazy with this girl. Yeah. And then when we went back to his apartment, he tried to get Adam on this girl. See, I feel like he was just full-time trying to push her away. Really? After like meeting he, Hannah again? Adam's not didn't the kind want of guy. It. Like, weirdly, he's not the kind of guy who just break up with this girl. Yeah. Like, but he will gradually do things that are self-destructive. Kind of like what Hannah did with the uh, doctor dude. Yeah. Where she just slowly melted down and, you know, it was – obviously Hannah didn't borderline rape the dude. But she uh-huh. made it very uncomfortable for him at the end. Oh, yeah, completely. And, you know, there's a lot of debate on the internet about whether Adam did, in fact, rape this girl. I don't think it's fair to say that he raped her, um, but I don't think yeah. the distinction is that meaningful either. Like, that's not cool. Gotcha. To take a person yeah, that's yeah. basically unwilling to progress things further and to keep progressing things further. And then at the end where she said, yeah, no, 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 line. not, I, you know, she's, he just, you know, was going to beat off and squirt wherever he's going to squirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you surprised HBO showed the spooge? Uh, I was a little surprised, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently they did that. Uh, somebody got sprayed in the face on Sex in the City. <laughs> oh God! But there's not a whole yeah. lot of uh, instances of people getting spooged on on television. Yeah, uh, thought that was very interesting. It was ballsy. No pun intended. <laughs> no, but like I just feel that's the thing I've been uncomfortable. And I've articulated this show's really casual view of female consent for sex, like. Um, you know, I kind of subscribe to the whole enthusiastic consent model. Like, mm-hmm. you should, you know, you should not be, it's, it shouldn't be a question. Like, if the girl's passed out or if the gir- girl's kind of like him hawing, it's like, you should know, yes, she wants to have sex with me. Yeah. Like, no doesn't mean yes. <laughs> it does not. Uh, yes, yeah, does, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I don't know much about this, but there's also kind of an empowerment in the promiscuity, right? I mean, that's kind of what. A lot of that is about. What do you mean? Uh, not being all prim and proper. Uh, I think 
that's fine. I'm not about shut slam. If a girl likes likes sex, like like sex, but yeah. you have to articulate that you are willing. Yeah. Okay. To have yeah. Sex it's with not somebody. the same issue. And yeah. she had given you know consent to have sex previously, and she was even consenting to doing some of this stuff. But I feel like halfway through the experience, she was not on board anymore. Certainly, yeah. And it was Adam's job to kind of check in on that. And I don't know if she'd have sure. said, "No, no, stop! I don't like this. This isn't comfortable." I don't know that he would have stopped. Yeah, maybe not. And then he would have been a real rapist. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Ugly scene though. Ugly. Either scene. way, she didn't like it, and I think Adam probably knew she wasn't going to like it based right. on their first encounter. I think he did. Yeah, I think he yeah. did it deliberately. In fact, his he was extreme. Now, uh, um, he's drunk. People point out, well, he's drunk as if that's some kind of fucking excuse. <laughs> right. That's the lamest thing. It's like, you know, I did it because I was drunk. It could well, be a reason. It's not an excuse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, that doesn't ma- magically make things okay, and mm-hmm. it doesn't here. But I thought his apology was particularly... That's why I think he did this deliberately, because he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what came over me. Like, in a rote, and then immediately... So are you done with me? Is this is, yeah. is this it? So he have a he shit about what she's feeling. He's just like, yeah, I want you to get out. I don't really want to see him again, and this is probably going to accomplish it. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's exactly what's going on there. Uh, so it looks like this is going to be – these two seasons are going to be weirdly bookended. Uh, last season uh, was about Adam, you know, Adam and, and Hannah breaking up. Mm-hmm. And this season has been their misadventures apart, and now – it looks like back together. The game, the the this this the show is dealing the cards to such that they're going to get back together. Oh no! Or at least I my prediction is is going to be heavily implied that they're getting back together at the season yeah. finale. Okay. One we'll other see. point of note: Did you think like because I thought the funniest scene was the doctor, the ER doctor with Hannah, and what <laughs> yeah. a dick he was to her? Uh-huh. Do you think that was a Louis homage? I don't think so but would well, it be in the first in, i think in the first two seasons he had the uh, ricky gervais as the doctor who just always made fun of him ricky gervais was his doctor you don't remember that no and he's always just saying awful shit about how ugly he is <laughs> and how he's going to die and, no i'm just kidding and just like fucking with him all the time awesome and i'm like i when i was watching this i always compare the show to louis in the same way it's kind of almost brave yeah, yeah. It makes you think about social things and, and is also, uh, you know, usually funny. Mm-hmm. But I thought that maybe was her paying tribute to that. I wonder if Could any be. of the other listeners thought that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Or got that vibe. Okay. Ready to move on. Let's to move the, on. The, the main, main event. event is Justified, episode 409. Uh, I didn't get the name of this one. Uh, this was The Hatchet Tour. The Hatchet Because I'm caught yeah. up your current. I the thought Molly you Hatchet were, tour. but you're, you haven't seen this week's yet. No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, we're recording this a couple days later than we usually do, so. Yep. Um, the Walking Dead Justified skit. So <laughs> way too long. This is the one where we find out. Did I say Walking Dead Justified skit? Yeah, you did. The Walking Dead <laughs> intro, gov- skit. intro skit we did took way too long. Yeah. That would be a hell of a, we could do the Boyd as governor. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is the one where we find out, oh, my God, it's been Shelby all along, as some people predicted. Apparently, you're taking total credit for having predicted this. I don't remember that, but I'll give it to you. No, I just said um, and, uh, it wasn't me. I mean, it was common Internet speculation that it was like, yeah. an episode, the episode before last. And so I had, kind of went into, was it 409? Yeah. With that knowledge, and I saw what I thought were clear nods that yes shelby you know talking about the longer you spend 
you know, pretending you're someone else, the more real it becomes. And then him making comments about Drew's yep. widow being hot and all that kind of stuff. I thought it's like, yeah, they're definitely tipping their hand. Yeah. I read an interview with Yost who claims that they did not know that Shelby was going to be Drew Thompson until after filming episode 405. Oh, wow. So it was, okay. you know, anyone that's saying that there were signs earlier than that is, <laughs> you know, they're just reading into things. But, yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if we're going to get into this right now, but I was had a lot of questions in my mind about how this all Dude, played out. Dude, I still have a ton of questions. I don't – despite you predicting <laughs> that that was Shelby all along – uh, we still don't know how this all plays out, right? With right. Hunter, why he was loyal to Shelby. Um, I feel like it's in the episode, but I can't parse it. So, yes. Uh, and I got some clarification from Leonard Chang, who hangs around. He's one of the writers on the show, and he hangs around the Justified subreddit on Reddit. Cool. And he said, here's a timeline of events. Drew crashed into town, literally. Uh-huh. He threw Waldo Truth out of plane to, to cover for his debt. Or cover cover for him being dead because Drew witnessed Theo Tonin killing somebody and was mm-hmm. a witness to that murder. Uh, so he fled. Uh, he ended up crashing into Harlan, literally. Uh, Arlo and Bo helped him because he had the massive quantity of cocaine on him. Um, Drew um, changed his name to Shelby and joined the Harlan Police Department and was a partner with this Hunter guy. Um, we also knew that Hunter... Uh, killed Henry Crowder, who's the person that killed his niece, 10-year-old niece. So Shelby took the blame for the illegalities of uh, uh, Hunter killing Henry Crowder, lost his job, and went into mine security, which we saw that worked out through season two. That's where we pick that up, yeah. Uh, But Hunter was in debt to him and promised never to reveal his real identification, uh, that uh, his real ID that he learned from being partners with him, um, Harlow ki- uh, Hunter killed Arlo as part of that debt, and now Shelby's released him from this. But why didn't Hunter try to run then? Like, isn't he still going to do really hard time at a yeah. really bad prison for yeah. killing Arlo? Definitely. Yeah, he's going away for life. Why wouldn't he try to run? Uh, I don't know. I don't he know. basically said, yeah, I'm old, and I got this orange <laughs> jumpsuit on. Pretty so much. I think fuck? he just figured he didn't have a chance. and so Why didn't he go with Shelby? I don't know. They seem to like have a lot of affection for each other. And Constable Bob's story about them kind of backed that up, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I couldn't tell you why he didn't go with him. Maybe because Shelby wouldn't be able to get away as easy with an orange jumpsuited dude next to him. Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. Also, the timeline's kind of fuzzy to me, too, because I feel like all Shelby had to do is drive directly to the airport and leave. But instead, he goes back to Ellie Mae, even though he wasn't going to do anything for Ellie Mae. I mean, he could have mailed her the money he wanted to, um, yeah. although I guess he had to try to protect her from Boyd. Yeah, well, I mean, now Boyd knows. I just don't know Ellie how May it got so alive. damn late, you know, because it was nighttime by the time they got to the airport. Yeah. I don't know. He, he hung out. He got a frosty. Oh, wait a second. I'm jumping ahead. You haven't seen that part. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen that part. That <laughs> must be in the next episode. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's some cool stuff with uh, Tim in this episode too, right? Yeah. I mean, he's investigating the murder that uh, Colt committed uh, with his friend there. And 
some really cool stuff when they he meets Colt in the bar. Uh, or is it in the bar? I don't know. It's where he draws down on him. It's um, back at the um, abandoned church, tent church. Yeah, because right? he's, he's about to kill that girl, mm-hmm. uh, the preacher's sister, I think mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really tense moment there because you know that Colt is high as a kite. Yeah. And that he doesn't give a fuck at this point because Boyd knows about what he did. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't, does he know that at that point? No. I don't think he does. Strongly suspects. Yeah. Because uh, that's when they're coming right. to get him to bring him back to do the whole yeah, gun to the he, forehead. Someone thing. who told him that uh, it was when they figured out that it was Shelby, right? Yeah, it's figured. He figured out that Shelby knew that Ellie Mae was alive, and that I believe uh, didn't is, isn't uh, Win the one that told him. Um, it might have been. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, I lost <laughs> track of that. This episode is super <laughs> convoluted. Um, yeah, it was. But anyway, they found that he did not, He angrily denied it. Yeah. And then Boyd's like, well, I'm going to go here to check. You go check the church lady. He goes up there, tries to strangle her. T- Tim walks in there, and they almost draw down. I thought they were going to. I thought. Well, Tim, Tim does. Was, Tim pulls his gun on him. Well, he doesn't draw. I mean, draw down is like you kill somebody. Oh, is that what that actually um, means? <laughs> but he... Yeah, I thought this for sure he's going to finally have his Raylan moment. But then Boyd shows yeah. up and somehow smooths over the fact that his henchman tried to – why didn't Tim pick him up? Go ahead and arrest him. I, is that just not what he does as a, well, a I marshal? Mean, I guess they really are more – Chasing fugitives is what chasing they're supposed fugitives to do. And all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand – Raylan has overlooked a lot of crimes is all I'm saying. Yeah, but usually like drug stuff when he's off or, uh, after a bigger criminal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I don't. And know, it was but... one of Tim's friends that he killed. I don't. I don't yeah, see why. Yeah, and didn't the take guy like he's like he got that text from his buddy. Yeah, that said Bagram, and then he faked like the dude uh, Colt faked the Bagram cough right in Tim's face, and I thought, well, yeah, yeah, obviously he's going to do something about that, but nope, 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 just let him stroll off. Um, there was some. I mean, we continue to get a little bit more of like Arlo's backstory here, Arlo and Raylan's relationship. Um, I didn't, I guess, necessarily pick up the fact that he was an abusive husband until um, Raylan delivered that line about uh, it being good for you or whatever. Um, trying to knock some sense into you. Some goddamn sense. God damn it was the word of this episode. Yeah. It was said at least ten times. No, I'm pretty sure they we've we knew Arlo beat his mom. Because Did she we? used to hide in a uh, noble holler and Limehouse laid the old man out when he tried to get her. Yeah, back. you're right. You're right. Okay. So yeah, I'd, i I'm pretty sure he beat I'd it. forgotten that, yeah. But um so that's weird because there's another uh, layer on this lot going on in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. They tried to kind of frame Arlo in a positive light. Yeah, there's this feud that's been going on. And Raylan thought it was over a dog shitting on his yard. Uh-huh. Then we find out this guy had actually said something bad about Raylan's mom, so Arlo's trying to force him to eat dog shit. Yeah, he's, he had gone around town, like, claiming horrible things about his mother. But do you think, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, so he made some dude eat dog shit because he said something bad about his wife, but he beats his wife. Yeah. So to me, that's almost more about him than defending his wife's honor. It's like, how dare you do that to one of my possessions? That, yeah. looks, that makes me yeah. look bad. No, I think you're right about that. Uh, there's also Boyd and Ava looking at houses. Uh, they go and look at apparently a house oh, that, that was a pretty awesome scene. Ava's mother used to 
be a maid at yep uh to get by back when they had no money they weren't dealing drugs uh good scene i like how they treated this realtor she was questioning, well, I don't even know if you guys have enough money to buy right. this place. You guys look like Boyd opens a case, shocks the shit out of her, and then walks out. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's hard I, It's hard for me to turn my brain off and stuff like that because I feel like with seizure laws being as they are, you can't just walk up and with $170,000 of cash in a suitcase and buy a house. Yeah. That would raise like banks some would be alarms. Like... like I've bought enough houses that I got like um, um, my uh, I got a loan I got a, a, my dad paid me back for something right before I bought my last house and there was like a three thousand dollar deposit because mm-hmm. uh, I oh I know what I did I bought a motorcycle for him and drove it back and then he paid me back and they're like well, where'd that money come from and I'm like fuck me I had to get a receipt from my dad to demonstrate that you know for three thousand so like, bucks I'm pretty sure if you roll up well they're more like you know are you going to be able to pay it but I guess he's not getting a loan he's just buying the money yeah, so maybe they would it. do that I mean the bank's not even going to be involved in this right but when other de- than a hundred and seventy thousand dollar deposit when the owner deposits <laughs> yeah three hundred thousand dollars cash the bank's going to be like where did this come from the IRS is going to be curious yeah I just don't I don't know I just feel like that's one of the disadvantages of being a drug dealer gangster mm-hmm. you got all this money all you can do is go out to nice dinners yeah i mean right. he's not he's yeah and buy nice clothes and buy lots of bullets and gas and that kind of stuff yeah but can't you can't buy anything that would ever go on the record yeah you can't own real estate and all that kind of stuff i mean that was or if you do you got to funnel it through yeah, something and that, lose a big percentage of it it's, yes. it's tony montana i mean you gotta have you gotta it's set tony up an montana, empire it's walter white it's the, the big thing with the wire uh angelo uh-huh. and stringer worked their whole lives to finally get legitimate property in their own name yeah and that's when things went to shit for them so it's like yeah i you know i it's a really cool scene but that's where it justifies more you know it's a leonard el uh, elmore leonard novel it's not a hard-hitting insightful piece of you yeah. know it's not concerned it's about not the a hard-boiled cop so show much. no yeah it's concerned about the style it's the style of the dialogue the characters yeah uh, Although the plot yeah. that they usually run as their main threads is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this is not obviously a main thread. I mean, right. him, Boyd trying to get out of the game and give Ava the life that she wants is a main thread. Yep. But buying his house is just – it's ancillary. I'm thinking – I'm thinking Avon's died because I, I remember having oh, a bad God. premonition, la- I, and I thought maybe Boyd was going to die, but it makes more sense for Ava to die. Yeah, because Boyd is more of a draw to the show, honestly. <laughs> I and, mean, I like Ava. You know, but... I, I also, at one point, he says, and I can't remember if it's last this week's episode or last week, but he tells Ava, she's like, you know, we're in this together, but the stuff with uh, LMA is on you. Yeah. And I'm like, and then you put that together with Ava saying, you know, I just can't, I can't shake the feelings something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're so happy in this scene. Like, there's just no effing I think way. Boyd's going to bust out the moonshine, do it himself. It's just like when, 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 <laughs> when Raylan was as happy as he's ever been, he came home and his wife had left him. Yep. This show does that. They build characters up, pull the rug up from underneath them. Definitely. There's a couple other themes in this episode because um, Raylan's like listening to Hunter and Shelby basically negotiate. Yeah, he didn't yeah. know it at the in time. In the car, yep. 
But he's like, you know, are you trying to tell me this is all about honor for you? And he says, it's about who we are. This is why we do what we do. And then at the end, he talks to Raylan and says, um, you know, if you listen, if you listen more to your mom, who was the peacemaker in the story, then that old son of a bitch, you'll turn out okay. But mm-hmm. then he says, I wouldn't count on it because I think we both know whose voice it is makes you do what you do. Yeah. So his mom's a peacemaker. Arlo was the one that would do anything for honor and to, you know, avenge a wrong. Mm-hmm. Which one is Raylan? He's much more his dad's old man. Much more. Than his mom's. For sure. Uh, and I I thought that was a great line because of it. Yeah. Because it's so true. Raylan likes to think he's not like these people. Yep. But he is. And you can't help but be colored by who your parents are. Right. I mean, it, it, it's natural. There's nothing you can do to fight against that. What do you think of Tim telling Cassie, the preacher's uh, sister, uh, he said he didn't shoot Colton because when he takes him down, he wants his eyes to be clear. Yeah, he he wants to do it on an even footing. Uh, do you think that – I don't know. That's kind of – you think Colt's going to sober up in four episodes <laughs> enough to give him that chance? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think Colt doesn't last the season. Yeah. I'm not going to drink a fifth to it, but <laughs> – Yeah. I'll take a shot of moonshine. Definitely. Um, do you think the other thing? Do you think Shelby's going to survive this season? Well, you kind of implied that he went to the airport and took off. No, I didn't imply shit. <laughs> I implied that was his plan. All right. Well, yeah, I think he's in an airplane right now, cruising over Jamaica. Mm. I don't know. He's out. He's gone. Okay. Um, the other thing that happened in this episode that I thought was really funny and awesome at the same time was the stuff that happened with uh, Patton Oswald. I don't, oh, know his, I, don't, yes. I don't know his name in the Constable show. Constable Bob. Constable Bob, yeah. Uh, man, because you feel for the guy. I mean, they he comes up trying to be an officer of the law, and these guys just shit all over him. Well, it's funny because these were the wimpiest of the big mm. shots, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the real badasses have already been killed. <laughs> the real badass was Browning, the guy they were trying to screw over. That's I what mean, I'm saying. They've all yeah. been... The, so these guys are, like, you know, fearful, and they got all these guns, and they have this... Mm. The most... The funniest fucking shootout. Yeah. In, it's, like, played straight for laughs. These guys are just uh-huh. unloading round after round. Then he whips out the automatic... Uh-huh. Uh, right as Raylan rolls up, and I just love how Raylan regulates. Yeah. Because he does the exact same thing that Bob was doing. Right. But except it works because he's fucking Raylan. Without even an assault rifle. Yeah. He just walks up, put his hand on his gun. Yeah. Doesn't even draw it, I don't think. No. And just says, everybody put your weapons down. <laughs> right. And then he has to turn to Bob and say, that means you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like these guys felt like we could kill constable bob and get away with it but yeah. Raylan will he's not gonna fuck around yeah i i don't know i it was a scene where i felt bad for constable bob because i mean i'm not that big of a guy i, I could see people trying to do that to me mm-hmm. uh and and what is within your power to do there nothing really i mean if you haul off and kill these guys you're gonna have some serious answering to do apparently bob didn't care because he was gonna do it <laughs> he was gonna do it i do uh, will say that would that scene have worked without I – because mean, I shit all over Constable Bob in you the first did. episode. I think would it that, would – Would that work without that as you know leading up to the payoff? I think it works, but not as well. Mm. I think we needed to see the bumbling Constable Bob and know that these guys are kind of right. Yeah. That he's not that great of an officer anyway. Right. Um, to make it really fun. that bumbling, though? 
they made him pretty. He shot the dude in the foot. And also, this show is a guy raises bumbling idiots in art form. I mean, you've got Dicky, you've got Dewey. Constable yeah. Bob is not that level of bumbling idiot. That's true. He's, just, they, he's not as entertaining or charming of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. But he was fucking entertaining as all hell in this episode. It paid off, yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, what else is there in this episode? I think that's about it, right? We talked a lot about it. Yeah, I, okay. I, I'm kind of glad you didn't see this one. We're going to have to like somehow double up the next week so we can get caught or we can get caught up, right? Well, if we do our usual Tuesday recording, we'll, we will be caught up. Well, but then we'll be behind again. I thought it's like, oh, well, we're going to be caught up the current Justified, just like the olden days. No, we can't be if we're going to continue to record on Tuesdays. I know. Early we, week. For one week, at least, we've been caught oh, up. Oh, for one so week. That's all I'm saying. That's all you want? That's just one I week? Wanted. Too bad. Yeah. That's it. Uh, that's all the shows we have to talk about, right? Nothing yeah, else? We got feedback. No more house cards. Uh, we have a little bit of feedback. I will have to open that up. Uh, T... Bolden. Potacane? Potacane? I don't know how you say that name. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, thanks for the tip-off to this short series. He's talking about Parade's End, which ah. you mentioned last episode. Uh, he said, I had no idea to run. Very interesting. Uh, he says, I watch a lot of Brits. Uh, oh, yeah, I listen to the Bald Move podcast all the time. I like a lot of the same series. Keep up the good work. Anyhow, about the Boardwalk Empire cast spotted in the series, besides a full-face Jack Houston which you mentioned last time. Yep. Um, did a spot? Did you spot that Chicago boy Al Capone is Stephen Graham also playing in this? Yeah, it's, and it's so weird because he's such a badass in Boardwalk Empire playing Al Capone, mm-hmm. and he's totally not <laughs> in, in the other this. Show. So he is a hell of a character actor. In fact, him and, Bo- and Jack Houston both kind of disappear in these roles to where it's like I realize they're them – but they are – they're just you know, kind of like Gary Oldman. They're such good character actors, yeah. but that after the first minute or two of recognition, you just totally forget that's who they are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he says, also, Benedict Cumberbatch you should check out in the BBC series of Sherlock. I know you spoke of his deep and mumbly voice, but I think he's channeling – Alan Rickman? Yeah, that's a good that's okay. a good call. Yeah. Where did I just see this guy? Oh. I haven't seen this dude. He so. was um I just saw the movie Atonement over the uh, the weekend. Um okay. is on HBO. He's also played some creepy fucker in in uh, that. Hmm. So it's like I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch and he's also in uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I've been seeing him everywhere. Yeah, he's been getting a lot of press lately. Yeah. So especially for that Sherlock role. Uh, he says, lots of good Brits throughout and probably a more realistic take on Downton Abbey. Just wanted to thank you for turning me on to this one via episode nine of your new TV podcast. You're welcome. I've, I've got two more to go because uh, for some reason I got delayed because my DVR recorded. And it's weird. HBO dropped these all in like one week. I thought it was going to be a week at a time. Uh-huh. So my DVR for some reason got the first three and then it skipped four and had five. So I've had to wait for HBO to re-show episode four. Um, so I'm kind of waiting for it to drop so I can complete the whole set. So. Just go get some HBO Go. You know what? My fucking cable provider, even though, even though they're awesome, they're these rural ter- telecom, and I've got this awesome fiber optic uh, connection. One of the downsides of being in a small rural telecom is they don't have HBO Go configured. 
I huh. bitch about it at least once a quarter. And no AMC HD either. They just have to do – and what the thing that HBO – they just have to do paperwork. They just have to do paperwork oh. and yeah. you know, pay a little bit of money and I can have HBO Go. I am shocked that HBO Go is not available to public. Why? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. I would pay $10 a month for that. Yes, because I could almost get rid of fucking cable Yeah. at that point. Yeah. Most of the other stuff I can watch at least a day behind on either Amazon or, Amazon or iTunes or all that stuff. Yeah, man, I don't get it. I'm it's, with you on that. It's crazy. Uh, Alex F. writes in, Hey, guys, on the last podcast, it sounded like y'all were maybe going to wait before jumping into the Americans, and I just wanted to say, don't wait. Go for it. I watched the first five episodes this weekend, and I recommend it highly. Any show can go off the rails after a strong start, but I don't think this one will because it's done so many things right and would have been very easy to do wrong. Uh, I won't go into specifics to avoid coloring your opinion before you see it. Too late for that. <laughs> but trust me, the show has set up a lot of situations where it could have easily fucked up majorly, and it hasn't yet. Uh, he says, Justified is an obvious comparison since FX and Graham Yost are both involved. Really? Graham Yost is involved in this? I didn't know that. Find out how. Let's All right. look up some IMDb while, we're, while I'm reading this. Uh, so let me put it this way. The Americans right now isn't quite as good as Justified right now, but the Americans five episodes into the first season is better than Justified five episodes into the first season. That's not very hard to do. Come on, man. The first season, if it's better than Justified season two, we'll talk. Hmm. Actually, if it's better than Justified season three, we'll talk. Um, he goes on, now House of Cards, I have not watched. I'm trying to figure out how high it should be on the list of things I need to see. To avoid spoilers, I haven't listened to any of the segments on the cast where you've talked about it. That's a good idea because we spoil a lot of shit. Uh, on this podcast if you haven't seen the shows mm-hmm. but you got the time codes you can skip around uh yes so that's what he's been doing he says i see there have been several updates since the first episode that we talked about it so what's the story does it stay good fall apart neither i've heard mixed things from friends and i trust your judgment well all right, we so appreciate here, you trusting our judgment first here's of all. the thing it's really good start uh-huh it falls into a black hole of the department of education for about three episodes maybe four episodes which i have not seen yet either it then goes into a really uh, almost a uh, not quite a bottle episode but you find out some stuff about the frank's past mm-hmm. francis's past and then it goes on a pretty breathless three episode arc at the, the, the to wrap things up and fairly exciting at the end so if you i mean ask yourself do you like seeing kevin spacey doing and saying awesome things yes if so i checked that box i would sh- i would say you got to see the movie be- this because the acting is great um i i liked a lot of the pol- the politics it got less realistic as the 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 show wore on but I was still very interested in it, and it's shot beautifully. It's very artfully constructed. Um, yeah. Like, again, if you like the newsroom, I would think that you would like this way better as well. <laughs> okay. Because it's got all the good stuff on newsroom and none of the bad stuff. Fair enough. Amy K. writes in, says, Yo, brothers. Wanted to send in a few comments about the last bit of Justified you had on the cast. Uh, she's talking about the Jody storyline here um, and the fact that we said it basically has no bearing on the season as a whole. She disagrees. She said, I disagree in as much as Jody's story serves as plot glue through this arc where we learn lots about Raylan and how he is starting to see himself. Examples, you say? Sure. From the start of this season, you've got little stories that play into bigger stories, like the dude in the trunk that leads us to learning that Raylan is squirreling away money for the baby. The baby because he sees himself or 
Yeah, because he sees himself as honor-bound um, and the provider and protector. Um, all because he sees himself as a better father than Arlo, better because he sees himself as part of the baby's life. This is a weirdly worded email, I'm sorry. Uh, and so on. Well, I got a question uh, in, that I'd like to cross-examine on. Oh, boy. Is Raylan, in fact, going to be a better dad than his old man? We I, don't Obviously, know. he's not going to beat baby Raylan. Probably not. But, Probably you know, like, not. Like, you hear what Raylan's little monologue about his dad's last words to him. Uh-huh. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, he's always there for him. It, like, Raylan's not going to be there for him. He certainly hasn't he might been end up in this season. getting himself killed. No, like, he's, he's almost certainly going to get himself killed. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I mean, he's 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 doing better, but by no means have we seen evidence that he's actually going to be a good father. Fair enough. Um, she goes on, Jody introduces us to two or three women in Raylan's life that hold a mirror up to Raylan. Mm. The friend who's the bounty hunter who had a thing for him um, because of all of Raylan's attributes um, Lindsay is another one. Yeah. Uh, and Jackie, who's Jackie? Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Um, also his storyline is his storyline helped by adding oh, in she's new Jackie Nevada, the gambler, the the card player. Oh yeah, the one that he we thought Which he I was going to go back to sleep with. Yeah, I actually hope we have to save the last of her. I, I kind of like her. Yeah. Uh, also, his storyline helped by adding in new characters to the show like Josiah and Constable Bob. Uh-huh. So there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is, I mean, this show, this this season is very much like Raylan the novel. It's its a bunch of small vignettes. Oh, God, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, that's that's lightly glued together by, a you know, a, a single connecting thread, which is a Drew Thompson case, but also smaller pieces of glue. Like Jody was the glue that kind of held the first four episodes together. Mm-hmm. And Shelby <clears throat> is kind of the glue that's held the these four episodes together. And who the hell knows what's going to happen in the next four episodes. But, yeah, yeah, I can get down with that. All right. Um, final email from Ashley says, I know you guys have reconstructed which shows are being pod and which ones are not. Which ones are being podcast and which ones are not. Just wanted to know if you guys have checked out the new show on FX called The Americans. Yes, we have, Ashley. And you may want to avoid our section on it if you haven't seen it. <laughs> if we Too late. <laughs> yeah, if we ever got to where you could do this full time, I'd love to do to, uh, The Americans. Yeah, man. There's a lot of shows that I'd this, love to do. This weekly TV show is basically our compromise between what we want to do, which is a full analysis with feedback and immerse yourself in every show that we cover, mm-hmm. and not doing anything except for our four main shows. Yeah, I honestly, I kind of dislike being off the air, having the hiatus between shows. Yeah. It, this it, gives us something it, to it do. It lets our schedule get all fucked up, and it's harder to eat. We lose practice, and there's no good things happen. Yeah. On and I hand, genuinely not, enjoy talking about this shit. On the other hand, I ain't looking forward to the next four or five weeks where we're doing Ugh. three and four casts. That's the thing. When we start a new cast, they oftentimes bleed over onto each other. Yeah, and now we've and got they pile this going up. as a steady state. So, Whew. Yeah, we're looking at four, three to four casts a week, four or five casts a week. Who knows? <laughs> uh, maybe they'll announce Breaking Bad's coming back sooner than we thought. And yeah, and it's going to be a 30-episode season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I would think that would be awesome and also terrible at the same time. <laughs> Definitely. All right, that's it for emails, and I think that's it for the show.
You got any outro stuff you want to do? I do have some outro stuff. Right. Uh, let me scroll down through my copious uh, justified notes. So we are part of the Ball Move Network. Uh, you can find all of our content, including our in-depth uh, episode analysis of The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, and Breaking Bad at baldmove.com. Don't forget our affiliates, the Personal Arrogance Crew out of Seattle. This week they talk about if states were people, uh, make a bar, which I assume is the like drinking place and not like the solid slab of metal. Make a bar? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, nice. South by Southwest Paxis. Yeah, this and, just dropped today. I haven't yeah, been able become to. a better bartender through gaming. Uh, the Picard Show has Show Me the Meaning of the Word, which is where they talk about new, newly coined words and their meaning. Mm. They talk about butterfly sex, staircase wit, and creepypasta. Butterfly fam- is my favorite position. <laughs> Are you familiar with creepypasta? No, I'm not. Creepypasta is like those scary stories to tell in the dark, but they become a thing on the internet where people invent their own to tell. Okay. And there's collections of them, like really creepy, like campfire stories. Like, sl- did Slender Man come out of that? Or is that pro- something else? Probably. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, they also try to brainstorm on how to save the city of Detroit. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, I can only imagine what their solution is. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. If it's as good as their backpack suggestions for the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> it's going to be surefire, not, can't miss hit. Yep. Uh, and also check out uh, Kelly and Tom over at Up Years Downstairs came roaring back with a three-part, the first of three-part retrospective on Downton Abbey. And I hope they talk about Parades in too. I know they were talking about it on our Facebook site. Yeah, it's I another Edwardian. Um, yeah, it's basically a race here, Downton Abbey. Check out our contest. This is the last week for ballmove.com slash contest where you can win a Kindle Fire. Not the, me. You pointed at me. I can't win it. The audience can. Okay. We are exempt. Uh, fa- uh, uh, give us feedback at tv at baldmove.com. You can like me on facebook.com slash Twitter and join in our episode, uh, our live episodes Man, for Justified. what are you and, doing? You messed that all up. What I do? You said it was facebook.com slash Twitter. Oh, my That's God. That's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> facebook.com. I bet it does. <laughs> Maybe. It's a fan site for Twitter. Maybe I want to send people there. <laughs> facebook.com slash baldmove. Follow Jim on Twitter dot com at bald move we always appreciate your reviews and ratings we give on itunes uh you've helped us get to new and notable uh, for the last few weeks and, and uh as high as like two or three so again yeah. if four or five of you people after are moved after this to go and give us a couple stars or a couple words on itunes we'd really appreciate it and also you can help monetarily support our network by going to our amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com Anything you buy off Amazon, we get a tiny, tiny cut of the profits. And it adds up and helps us pay for all this crap. For sure. All right. That's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Yeah. I was about to steal your I'm Jim, and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, man. You are all fucked up Cut me off. (laughs) Sorry. I apologize for Aaron's uh, (laughs) lack of cohesion today. That's what it is. That's the problem. I'm like the guy in WKRP in Cincinnati. I get more sober (laughs) the drunker I get. Dude. The episode where Poindexter lives is going to be our best one ever. That will. That will. Either way. If it's a train wreck, it's the best one ever. Pulitzer. A podcast Pulitzer. Probably. Pulitzer. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. See you next week.